I think y'all know where you're supposed to be in Scripture this morning. Psalm chapter 23 and verse number 2. Before <clears throat> we read that verse of Scripture, I want to read all of Psalm 23. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> wow. Got a frog in my throat this morning. I want to read all of Psalm 23 in the Amplified Version of the Bible. <coughs> if you remember, I asked you to read through different translations and see how that Psalm 23 is written in all of these. And so for the next few Sundays, I'll share with you from a different translation each Sunday uh, before actually getting into the message. The Amplified Bible is a great study Bible. Uh, I've owned an Amplified Bible since I was at Alverson Grove in the late 80s. And uh, it gives a lot of insight uh, within the verse of Scripture that other translations do not. And so listen as I read to you from the Amplified this morning. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, and to shield me. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell forever throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Today, we're looking at verse number 2 in Psalm 23, which says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Uh, allow me to remind you of the personal nature of this psalm. Th this psalm is written from the point of view of a sheep who is describing his shepherd. So it's very personal as the sheep describes his shepherd, the shepherd who provides for and protects him. And the sheep, which is David in the psalmist, David is saying he is leaving no doubt as to the high regard that he has for his shepherd. In verse 1, he proclaims who his shepherd is and what this means to him. He says in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he makes no qualms about it. He quickly says, this is my shepherd, and because of that... I shall have no want. In verse 2, he continues to brag on his shepherd. This is a sheep who is grateful for who his shepherd is. This is a sheep who is wanting everyone else to know who his shepherd is because his shepherd is so good, so wonderful, he wants everyone to know. And so in verse 2, he continues to brag on the shepherd, and the words that are used here reveal that this truth has been lived out by him. He is not speaking from theory. He's speaking from real life. When he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He, he is speaking from knowing it firsthand. 
We hear a lot of theories today, but isn't it great to hear from someone who actually knows what they're talking about? It's not just theory, but it's truth, it's reality. And that's what the psalmist is doing here. He is speaking from his own personal knowledge. He is bragging about his shepherd. And what he's bragging about in verse 2, he's giving us a picture of what it means to be a sheep that is at peace. Verse 2, look at it again and listen to the peace that it talks of. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. David is saying, as a shepherd boy, when he led the sheep on the hillsides, he says, when I carried them into the green grass beside the still waters, they were at peace. And so it is with our great shepherd. He puts us at peace. Well, there are two snapshots that I want to just look at quickly this morning uh, about the sheep's peace. Because we're living in a world that needs to know about peace. Sadly, our world is looking for peace, but they come up empty. Because of where they're looking for it, how they're looking looking for it, But in our verse of Scripture today, there are two snapshots of peace for the sheep that I think we can understand. First is this, the provisions that give peace. What is it that made peace possible, first for the sheep and then for David? Well, when you look at these words, green pasture and still water, number one, you've got to look at the literal understanding of it. What is the literal understanding of green pasture? pasture well it really means green pasture it means good fresh tender green grass which is for nourishment for the sheep and it's in abundance for the sheep that they have all that they need and it's very tender it's very good and they can dwell there and they can eat of of that green grass for their own nourishment I mean, you don't have to be a scholar to understand the literal meaning of green pasture. If you've been a country boy, country girl, if you've ever been around any farming of of any kind, you, you understand what it means for livestock especially to have their needs met and how peaceful they are when those needs are met. So that is the literal understanding of green pasture. It is about that nourishment and abundance of that tender green grass that he has led them to. Now, what is the spiritual understanding of it? What does it mean to us spiritually? Because I really don't think any of y'all this afternoon are going to go out and lay down in green grass and start eating, are you? Is that going to be lunch? You're going to go lay down and start nibbling on some good tender green grass, a good tender green clover? We're not eating that today, are we? I, 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 I don't know that I can live off of green grass. Uh, probably need a little more. So, so what is it that we learn from this about the green pasture for us spiritually? Throughout the Bible, it speaks of the Bible, the Word of God, as being that which we can eat, we can partake of. The Bible speaks of it being sweet to the taste. The the Bible speaks of how that we are to bring it into our body. Now, we don't literally pick the Bible up and take a bite out of it, do we? 
If any of y'all ever picked your Bible up and took a bite out of it, kind of like crime dog taking a bite out of crime, I don't think you've done that. So, so how is it that you eat of the Scripture? You read it. You meditate upon it. You, you let it become a part of who you are. And, and that's what the psalmist is talking about. He makes me lie down in green pastures for the sheep. That is to be out there in the tender green grass where there's an abundance of it to nourish him. But for the believer, it means that we have the Bible that we can lay down in, we can read from, we can, can, can gain knowledge from, that we can be blessed by. The Bible is the source of our spiritual nourishment. We, we can be nourished by preaching. We can be nourished by teaching. We can be nourished by music. But those are not the primary ways that we should be nourished. The primary ways that we should be nourished is through the Word of God, through the reading of the Bible. Now, let me give you an amazing statistic. In the year 2021, that was two years ago. Say, I'm good with math. 2021, in America, only 11% of the people were daily Bible readers. We have 300 and something million people in America. Only 11% were daily Bible readers. I wonder what percentage uh, we would have in our church family if we actually conducted a poll and said, how many of you read your Bible daily? Now, I understand that all of us can get sidetracked. I understand all of us can come up against different projects and different time constraints that maybe cause us to miss a day here miss a day there i'm not talking about that I, we're not talking about being uh rigid and tied to it but on a normal regular basis do we read the bible daily because that is the source of our nutrition as a believer that is where we are grown we, we understand how we are to live as a believer we understand what it means to follow Christ. We understand what it is to walk with Him. We, we understand what it is that He wants us to do. It, it is through the Scripture that we are fed spiritually. And if we're not reading the Bible, then we're not getting fed. What you hear from me during a service, or what you may hear in a song, that's a drop in the bucket compared to what you would get if you did daily Bible reading Every day for 15 minutes a day, it would be amazing at how much more you would be fed than depending upon a 30-minute sermon or a three-minute song to feed you. Now, I'm not opposed to 30-minute sermons. I even try to preach some of the 30 minutes long. Sometimes they're longer. Sometimes they're shorter. And I'm not opposed to music. I, I like music. I like all kinds of music. But when it comes down to real nourishment... There's nothing that takes the place of this. This is where we get our nourishment from. So the green pasture is spiritually speaking of us feeding from the Word of God. <clears throat> what about the still water? Well, the, the literal understanding of the still water for the sheep is this. That still water represented rest, security, and refreshment. What you've got to understand about sheep is, is this. As I've already told you, they're, they're really dumb. That's one thing. Sheep, sheep are just really dumb. Sheep cannot defend themselves. And sheep are real queer about what they're eating. That's the reason for the green grass. You can't hardly make them eat 
old brown grass. They, they want that fresh, tender green grass. And when it comes to water drinking, they, they don't want to drink from polluted water. And they're not going to drink from rushing water. They, they're just choir. Sounds kind of like Baptist. Just, just a little bit choir. And what we want and how we want it. So, so they, they are like, shepherd, you see that water there? There's stuff in it. We're not going to drink it. Shepherd, that, that water, it's rushing. We are afraid of it. A sheep is timid. They are afraid of everything. So that rushing water terrifies them. They're, they're not going to drink of it. So, so the shepherd has to be sure that he finds good, clean, still water for them so that they can be refreshed and it gives them a sense of security which allows them to rest. That's the literal understanding of it. What is the spiritual understanding of this good water that he's talking about? Well, the spiritual understanding of it is the Holy Spirit of God. Throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit of God and water are equated together. Water often symbolizes the Holy Spirit of God. So what the psalmist is seeing here for us spiritually, since I don't think we're going to go out and lay down by the still waters today, and I don't think we'll go out there and drink by the still waters today, so what is he saying to us? I think he's saying that our spiritual thirst can only be satisfied by the Holy Spirit of God. It's one thing to pick the Bible up and read it. It's another thing when the Holy Spirit of God interprets it for you. When the Holy Spirit of God opens your eyes to what it means. Anybody who can read can pick up the Bible and read it. But not everyone who picks it up and reads it will understand it. Because without the Holy Spirit interpreting what we read and giving us understanding to it, it will make no sense to us as we try to read through it. And so we, we feed upon the Word of God. We eat the Word of God. That's the green grass. But then the Holy Spirit of God is the one who comes along beside us, interprets it for us, applies it to us, and gives us the insight that we need, and that is like a cool, refreshing drink of water to us when he does that. So when we're speaking of the green pasture and the still water, we, we are speaking of that which is literal, but we're also speaking of that which is spiritual. And we have to understand those two. Well, the sheep's peace seen in the first snapshot is the provisions that are given to the sheep the provisions of green pasture and still water the second snapshot that you find in this verse of scripture <clears throat> is the the posture that shows peace what is the posture of the sheep in verse two he makes me do what lie down that, that's the sheep's posture. The sheep is not standing. The sheep is not walking. The sheep is not running. The sheep is lying down. That posture is very important. 
is that sheep has the good tender green grass to eat. Is that sheep has the good, still, clear, cool water to drink. They then show peace by laying down. And when they lay down, they do the same thing that a cow does. Now, I'm going to see how country y'all are. Do you know what chewing the cud is? Who knows what chewing the cud is? Come on, raise your hand. There are not many who knows what chewing the cud is. A cow and sheep, both, have four compartments to their stomach. When they eat that green grass, it goes into the first compartment, and it begins the digestive process. Then it goes into a next compartment to be digested some more, but when that animal is content and that animal is resting and at ease, that animal will regurgitate what has already started the digesting process. Doesn't this sound really wonderful? Just before lunchtime to think about eating regurgitated grass. But if you've never been around livestock, when you're riding down the road, if you happen to see any cows laying down, you need to stop and watch them, and they'll just... And think, that's regurgitated grass they're eating. But that shows they're content. They are taken care of. They've had the grass. They've had the water. It, it shows that they are happy. Well, what, what is the cause for this posture for the sheep? Why, why are they so content? Well, there are two reasons. Number one is the presence of their shepherd. That shepherd being near to the sheep calms them. That shepherd being near gives them peace. That shepherd being near lets them know that, that, that they are going to be protected. If you go back and study the life of David as a shepherd boy, he talked about fighting wild animals to protect the sheep. Uh, you, you read about the sheep herders, how that they would take their sheep into their pens at night to protect their sheep. That they would do anything for their sheep to keep them safe. Because a shepherd was known by the quality of the herd of the sheep. And if the sheep were not well taken care of, then that shepherd was looked down upon as being a sorry, low-down, good-for-nothing bum. So they wanted their sheep to be fat and healthy, a lot of wool. They wanted them to be protected. They didn't want anything to happen to them. And so the, the sheep knew that. And as that shepherd would mingle with them, walk with them, lay down next to them. I mean, out on the hillside at night, the shepherd would be sleeping real close to the sheep. And it gave them that sense of peace. We think about our shepherd. When we lay down at night, our shepherd is with us. Our shepherd is overseeing us. Our shepherd is watching over us. Our shepherd is protecting us. Yeah, we have locks on our doors at home. We have an alarm system. Not, not yours, I'm sorry. We, 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 we have an alarm system. We have an alarm dog. Y'all got an alarm dog? We, we have an alarm dog. But you know the last thing I pray every night? 
Lord, watch over us and keep us safe throughout the night. Because that alarm system can malfunction. Those locks can be picked. Our dog might sleep through it. But my shepherd is concerned about his sheep. And he watches over his sheep. And so I say, Lord, watch over us and take care of us. So, so them laying down and resting and chewing their cud, it's because of the presence of their shepherd and also because of the presence of their nutrition that they're getting what they need. They're getting the grass. They're getting the water. The shepherd is close by. It's like, what more could a sheep ask for? That, that is the best of all worlds for a sheep. Well, for me, my, pre, my shepherd is present, and, and I have nutrition. I mean, I've, I've, well, all of this is not nutrition. <laughs> but I've got nutrition from the Word. I can listen to podcasts, I, I can watch YouTube, I, I can read devotions, I, I, I can listen to Christian music. I mean, I have nutrition that comes to me from so many different directions that I should also be able to show this peace that the sheep are showing. So the cause of their peace is the presence of the shepherd and the presence of their nutrition but what, what are the consequences? When a sheep is fulfilled, when a sheep has a good shepherd, when the sheep has good tender green grass, when the sheep has good, clear, cool water, what are the consequences of it? Number one, they are rested. Just think. We don't want to regurgitate and chew our food again. I, I understand that. Would it be nice some days just to lay there all day long? Just resting, content, knowing you've got all the food you need, you've, you've got all the drink you need, and you've got someone watching over you to guard you and take care of you and keep you. Could you rest like that? Could you get real lazy real quickly like that? I I, I could. Well, that's what these sheep are doing. That they're like, we're just resting. Just chewing the cud. Just resting. Y'all can go around now. You're going to look at each other and go, and say, I'm just resting. But not only are they rested, but they, they are refreshed. After the shepherd has led them up hillsides and down hillsides and across streams and and into their next location, don't you imagine that the sheep are tired? They're not the most physical animal. And then as the wool begins to grow, you, you know that wool gets really heavy? And they are walking and they are carrying all of that wool with them. And so when, when they get to this place of green grass and still water, and they lay down and rest, they become refreshed. And they're ready for the next day. Where are we going, shepherd? Lead the way, shepherd. We, we have rested up. We're ready to go. How often do you need God to refresh you for the next day?
Have you ever had a bad day? Isn't that a dumb question? Have you ever had a bad week? I mean, a whole week that's bad. I have. Have you ever had a bad month? I've had a bad month. Have you ever had a whole year that was bad? I have. My first major bout of depression that, that first year, it was bad. I mean, it was bad for 12 months. It was bad into the next 12 months. So I know what it is to go through difficult times. I needed to be refreshed. I needed medical help, but also needed the refreshing of God. And I can remember laying in bed, quoting the 23rd Psalm. I can remember laying in bed saying, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I, I was being refreshed from the scripture that I had read before. That scripture that was within me. I, I was being refreshed. You need refreshing some days. We live in a tough world. There are people around the world who would do anything to get to America because it's the land of plenty and the land of opportunity. You know that a lot of those people, once they get to America, they find out it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be and it's not as wonderful as they thought it was going to be. They, they get to America and find out that it is not exactly everything they thought. And we know that. We, we were all born and raised here. We, we know that sometimes it's tough in America. And we need to be rested and refreshed. And the only way that's going to happen is through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Sadly, most people in our society, they associate peace with external circumstances, such as employment. If I get that job, wow, I'll be at peace. Or health, if my health gets better, it's going to be peaceful. Or, or family, if I can just get all of my family to loving each other and, and communicating with each other, oh, it would be so great. Or maybe recreation, if we could just do this for recreation, if we could go there, if we could do this trip or that trip, or, or if, if we could be able to afford to, to do these things and people are thinking that through these external circumstances they're, they're going to find peace and, and they're willing to spend huge sums of money and they invest huge chunks of time and energy into achieving this peace they work hard to try to get peace and still they don't have peace there's no job that can give you peace. There, there are no entertainment opportunities that will give you lasting peace. Your health will not give you lasting peace. Your family will not give you lasting peace. All of these externals that I've mentioned, they can change in the blink of an eye. You can lose that job. You can lose that family. You, you can lose those recreation activities. You, you can lose everything. Ask Job. How quickly you can lose it all. 
So peace is never going to come from externals. The only true source of peace is having a shepherd who loves us, protects us, and provides for us. And that shepherd is Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can give us peace. Remember, we are sheep if we are believers. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. And through him, we can be like the sheep in Psalm 23. We can be at peace. I don't know about y'all, but I like peace. I don't like conflict. I'm a peace-loving fella. And sheep are too. And so I want the peace that can only come to me through God. I'm going to ask you to just bow your eyes, close your head, right? Bow your head, close your eyes right where you are. 